Welcome to the show. I'm Mikey. And it's your girl Zay Day. We are two social justice warriors dedicated to dismantling systems of oppression through a black, black queer, queer feminist lens. Feminist lens. Yes, this podcast will cover a variety of topics ranging from politics in our country to which new bop you can twerk to. Hey. <laughs> yep. And while we're twerking, y'all can start following. Search Black to the Future on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join in the conversation. And don't forget to leave positive reviews for us on your streaming platforms. Yes, please leave positive reviews. With the reach of this podcast, we desire to change the world one episode at a time. Yep, and I think it's time we get started, don't you think? Yep, let's get it! The The past past is gone, gone. the present present is an adventure. adventure. Looks like it's time to to go go black to the future. future. Cue the theme music. Mm. Y'all. Dropping every Thursday on the hour of the 12. Yeah. Breaking all the curses, creating family well. Yeah. Saving my community, my passion is their help. Yes, I am a teacher, but I do not miss help. Looking at the world through a feminist lens. Dub it or trash, no recycling bins. Women are superior, we're gonna get our wins. Category clothes, the girls get their tins. Transphobic thoughts are shaky, they wobble. Homophobic creeps left behind, they dawdle. LGBT on pose, yeah, they model. Black to the future, we say poppin' models. Like a dice, like a dog. Oh, you know what? I gotta, we gotta, we gotta start this right. We gotta start this episode correctly. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Black to the Future. What's up, people? People, people, people. We got to start this episode right because this is the episode we are going to be talking about pride. So it's only one good way to start pride, and it's with this song, of course. Come through. What you got, sister? Get it to Beyonce, what you say? <laughs> and throw your head to the side. <laughs> Somebody get in fire. <laughs> <laughs> hey y'all, welcome back to Black to the Future. This is our first episode of Pride Month, June of 2021. 2021. And so, of course, we done talked about how we're not going to say coming out no more. So, shout out to Randy. Thank you, Randy, for correcting us. We're going to call it inviting you in. I'm inviting you. I'm inviting you. Oh, yes. Invite people in. Um your life if you so choose to if you're comfortable doing that if you're a queer person invite them into your space that's an intimate thing that's your personal selection 
you know, so there's that. But yes, it's the first um, of Pride. So of course, all over social media, it is literally rainbow central. Mm -hmm. It's like a unicorn just threw up. Threw the fuck up <laughs> over everything in on all social media. But we already knew what it was going to give. Like, we already knew, like... We <laughs> <laughs> but but it was but what did it get it what it was supposed to give? On the contrary, it gave exactly what it was supposed to give. So like it it's so we'll talk more about pride obviously in this episode, but it was very kind of like hmm predictable. It was it was it was exactly what I thought it was gonna be. So oversaturating us with rainbows for about 30 days and then being like, we're really here. We're here for y'all type teas. And it's going to be like, girl, just give it like... I hope that we are hip to the fact that, you know, a lot of major corporations, they do that. They bait and switch us every single year. And they just like, let's just get this rainbow cash. Right. Let's get this money. I hope we really support just like how uh, when everything was going on, everything's still going on right. with uh, Black Black Lives Matter mm -hmm. and whatnot, and even now with uh, you know with uh, everything going on with Asian folks, Asian Pacific Islander folks, mm -hmm. um, and and everything that they are going through in our nation, we are supporting communities uh, by giving back to those communities. So. Right giving money, some funneling that in into the black community, funneling that in into the Asian community. Um, and I hope that we do the same here. Find uh, people who are queer, who are uh, of the queer community and buy their products rather than going to Target and buying rainbow shirts and rainbow flags. shirts, but extra fat dollars because it got a rainbow on it. Like no, like right? Because there, it's people. We're we're all here. We're there. There are business. A lot of business owners that are queer. Find them. Let's be very <laughs> clear. There are plenty of queers out there. To... <laughs> that they they can't see me. So you better find. That was a Shanae day where she'd be like, I need you to get a face against the wall. Against the wall. <laughs> they don't know it. Y'all, so I, I, they can see me, so I took my hand and I was just flashing five fingers up because I forgot some movie. She was like, you better find your ass. <laughs> if y'all know what the movie is, please tell us what the movie is in the comments. That would be so beautiful. I don't Anyway. But anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Support each other. Yes, please. Um, yes, we this, chan this channel, this podcast, all we do is to support and uplift uh, marginalized people, specifically black, queer, um, and femme people, whether they be women, AFAB people. We also support, of course, all peoples of color, as Mab said, the Asian Pacific Islander folk, and, you know, our community, of course, being LGBTQIA+. And then some. So before we kind of dive more into the pride stuff and those things, I want to ask Mab, of course, how is your blackness? Let's be let's be very specific. How is your black queerness today? My black queerness is discerning and 
decisive. Discerning and decisive. Okay, double double D's. (laughs) Double D's. (laughs) God damn it, no matter how I gotta tell you not to adjust my seat. I'm sorry. sorry. Discerning and decisive because there are some changes that I I need to make in my life to promote um, a better lifestyle for me. And that means just with, like, working and just uh, mental health and all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. So I feel good. I feel good about the decisions that I've been making. So I'm all right. (laughs) (laughs) I got, I've written a lot of songs. There's a lot of fun possible things coming up. Uh, I I do have a show at the end of the the month. I do have a show online. um, uh, uh, It's going to be an Instagram show where I'm singing a few songs. I have rehearsal actually tomorrow um, with the person who's spearheading the show. Uh, He's a a talented uh, thespian um, and he uh, is uh, uh, trained in opera and whatnot and he had a show like a few weeks ago and I went over and listened to his stuff and just helped him prep and whatnot. So he was like, can you, can you do this show with me? This new show? And I was like, okay. Um, yes, we love to see it. Then, then there's also a possibility, uh, for market days. I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but I may be performing in August on one of them stages. We will see, though. We'll oh, see. I don't know. For people who don't know, Market Days is um, a queer-centric event that takes place on the north side of Chicago, formerly known as Boys Town. We don't know what she's called anymore. We're just going to call her Queerville or something like that. And <laughs> lots of queer-centric um, um, merchandise, merchants and stuff. So it directly gives back to our community. And it's fantastic. It's outside. It's, out, it's doorsy. Now, don't get me wrong. It's like a reduced version of the pride festivities, which is nice, uh-huh. but you know, and uh-huh. but it directly gives back to us, and I really like that. So, mm-hmm. so I'm maybe performing on one of those main stages if uh, if God say so. Okay. <laughs> okay, Jesus, I need you to come on through and say something so I could be in the front. In the front, be like, ah! <laughs> it would be nice, but. You know me, I'm, you know me, I have a very hard time with, like, being, like, I, it's crazy, because I, you know, you have to be musical and do all this other stuff, you have to sort of put yourself on front street, Mm -hmm. but I have so much anxiety and so many issues with being in front, Mm -hmm. in the limelight, getting attention, like, everybody wants attention as human, but I get so scared and so anxious, and I I still have to figure out where all that comes from for me. Um, but, you know, got to fight through fear. <laughs> no, it's perfectly fine. And I, I think what we were talking about before, like, you want to give very Esther Dean, um, Victoria Monet, like, you want to give that kind of energy. You want to write behind the scenes, and then you want to perform when it feels, like, right for you, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't want to be all up in people. I don't want to be up. I can. I cannot. I can't imagine. Could you imagine being so famous, like like Beyonce or some shit? Mm-hmm. I cannot. I I would feel trapped by 
the thing. I would feel trapped by that. Like, I was like, I would never want to be famous like that. I would need to be like Sia or some shit. Like, you don't even know my face, really. I would mask. Baby. <laughs> Dead I, mouse. I'm going to be the DJ Dead Mouse, okay? Shut up. <laughs> I would I would want to have her money and her access just by the power of her name alone. But the I don't know what it's obviously neither of us know what it's like. But I would want to have the access and the name and the and the money like just to be able to walk into a space and everyone's gonna immediately give you that much respect just because of who you are. I think we you should. Chandelier girl. <laughs> okay. No, I want I want I want I want the I want. You stupid man. <laughs> they can't see. They can't see what you do. I got all this physical comedy today, and they can't see it. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> down, down, double down. <laughs> so we're doing triple D's now. Ooh, yes, girls, girls, girls. <laughs> so enough about me. Sister, how is your black queerness doing today? My black queer trans womanhood, she's this weather is doing something to my my brain, mind, something. I think it's a lot of pressure and congestion, like I had told you before a little bit earlier. But it's not bad. Like I think I'm just I think I'm ready to just start experiencing things outside of like being in these four walls and stuff. And I really just want to be able to, I don't know, I can't describe it. I just want to be able to have fun and just enjoy myself and be happy. I'm not mad or miserable or upset. I'm still kind of sifting through niggas to choose to be with and stuff like that because I'm there's there's a part of me that's like genuinely I'm like I'm ready to I'm tired of playing all the games I'm like where you at <laughs> yeah I, I I am genuinely just like where are you at and you know and stuff like that because I got my career going and stuff like that I have the things that I want I got you I got Arab all friends I got family and I am ready for like I'm content within myself but I know there's a part of me that's just like, I just need to have him. Whoever he is, boom. Because you know what's funny? Hmm. Um, when I started playing chess, I realized that there are certain points where your opponent tries to get you to play their game mm-hmm. or move into their traps or their opens and things like that. Mm-hmm. And recently, when I pick up on or since that happening in a game, mm-hmm. I hear this thing in my head telling me, I I'm not playing their game. Mm. I'm playing my game. Fuck mm. what they're doing. Let me do my own shit. And then eventually, like, I, I haven't lost a game of chess and I don't know. You know, my friends, you know, everybody don't play like that, but I play like that. So I'm playing with people. I haven't, I have yet to lose a game of chess with the people I've been playing with. And I'm like, uh, so I say that in the same way romantically, I feel like sometimes you get with, like, you, you, you get invested with these people and they're not, it's not like they're your opponent, but they are playing 
they're dancing with you. They're playing that game with you. Right. So at some point, you know, they may be trying to play their game or mm-hmm. their end game or they're open. You got to be like, fuck that. I'm playing my own game with my rules. And I hear what you're saying. I'll meet you where you at. But if we ain't compatible, I'm sorry. I'm just going to. <laughs> right and it's and I, I you know, basically and so I love the idea of playing chess because I was just playing chess yesterday on Memorial Day with one of my little cousins and she was ten and she was trying to she was trying to try to intimidate the doll she and she was giving me like I beat Grandpa and he taught me how to play and I was like okay, okay. <laughs> good for you <laughs> okay I'm me though so let's run it run run the pieces run the pieces. And so we was playing and then like I'm sweeping her. I'm just sitting there like unbothered. And she was just like, she, you know how people get nervous and start talking out loud? Yeah. I'm just like, girl, <laughs> you need to calm it all the way down. Like she like she she, she took my queen kind of early and she was like, ooh, I got you. And I was like, that'll be nothing. And guess what I did? I got my queen back because I made a pawn go to the cross of the board. <laughs> So, what was being said, young lady? What was being said? What was being... Right, that's what I thought. This is my game. I'm going to play it the way I want. And the queen is my favorite piece on the board, but she's not my, like, one I want to use. I love the rook. I love the rook. That's my piece. Like, like that's the one. He just, like, sitting there like, ooh, I'm going to trap you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you, sucker. <laughs> Before we go into pride stuff, I'm sorry, y'all, but yes, uh, I love chess. Chess is so fun. But um, who's your favorite piece on the board, ma'am? My favorite piece on the board, is it weird to say? No. Pawns. (laughs) Pawns are my favorite piece on the board because they can be very underestimated. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we use them as, you know, if it's a whole thing we call people pawns. Like, we just use them to bait and switch and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I always have this thing. You know me. I've always rooted for the underdog. That's my shtick. Because I feel like I'm an underdog. In any game, movie, whatever. So the pawn, it it is very, it doesn't get the respect that it is. It it doesn't get the, the respect it deserves. And I genuinely wholeheartedly believe that you are you are not a pawn at all. Thank you. Like you are not a pawn. I don't want you to ever think that like I always thought of you as like my bishop. Like you like you my bishop. Like like you gonna slide like real cute like, but it's gonna be unexpected. Like I love that. <laughs> Just yes, <laughs> I, I love I love that about you. Like you, you that kind of person for me. But anyway, I I was yeah, I was just wondering. Um, but you sounded like Dexter. You said that like I love the pawns. Sacrifice them all. <laughs> <I> sacrifice. <laughs> you know no. how he'll you know how he'll be. He'll be like the pawns are weak. They're nothing. I will sacrifice all of them to get what I want. And I can I can't I, I you know I can't stand the king. Kid gets the most irritated piece. That's the most annoying. And they and they think they doing something just sitting there, just waiting, like, girl, stop anyway. You irritated. This is your fault. <laughs> we, we, we all trying to defend your ass. 
and you just sitting there chilling, fat as hell, just like capitalizing off all of what we got going on. Just okay. Sorry, y'all. Sorry. Y'all. I'm not sorry because capitalizing off people is exactly what pride is all about for these corporations and shit. So. See what I so said? play our game. Don't play their game, y'all. Oh, yes. Yes. Play our game. Let's talk a little bit more about Pride and some of its origins and how some of our experiences have turned out with Pride. Love it. Let's go. <laughs> okay. So let's start with the origin of Pride the pride celebration so the first question is what is it and then the next one is like why and the next one is like how like it's like these compounding questions Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. the, the first thing that we have to know is that um queer people have always existed Yes. We've been here. That includes um, um, different sexual minorities, orientations, and that means different gender identities as well. Now, did we have the language for all that? Nope. Nah. <laughs> you was you was either at the time period they would probably call you some kind of gay or homosexual, and then of course they of course grew language into like some other kind of stuff. So, or you were either straight. So now we have all this sophisticated language because we are intellectual beings and we grow and we evolve and we identify things and we understand things better. So we moved away from everybody just being either gay or straight to being, you know, much more um, specific kind of terms. And, you know, everyone can pick the one that resonates the most with them and they can follow that path to however they see fit. There's no one right way to be any kind of queer. Exactly. So during, um, you know, when people came over here, when we was brought over here <laughs> against our wheel, it was already people as Native American who was already practicing, you know, air quotes, practicing being a queer person, whether they have been a two spirit gender kind of person or they were um, two men that were together. Other other tribes, like in Africa, were also doing the same thing, even where they were having matriarchs because they recognized that women can have... Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. And that, I, I uh, recall seeing, like, um, to, to even... They used to have, like, intimate male relationships because uh, they had... they. Yeah, almost kind of like the two-spirit concept um, mm-hmm. in, with native, in, in Native culture. Mm-hmm. Or subcultures that they d- depend on uh, what you're talking about. Um, in Africa, they did have uh, uh, different different tribes and groups that would have uh, uh, male um, relationships, uh, either were either were it for preparation for uh, on how to have sex and and, and how to please mm-hmm. uh, their wife when they get married. Or whether it be um, just because they had that concept of two spirit in a different language or in a different dialect or whatever way mm-hmm. uh, culturally, so it has been around for more than we know. Mm-hmm. There's yes. documentation to prove that it's just been swept under the rug for so long, and there are so many different conspiracies and things that happen. We ain't even, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I'm like, in my head, I'm jumping to the 80s. 
I'm jumping to the Bible and the Germans and the Americans. Well, this is what I was going to say. This is what I was going to say, too. It's just like, it's all, you know, air quotes, homosexuality or being a queer critter or, or animal or being has been documented in nature, in real other animals outside yeah. of humanity. So it's kind of, it's giving like, if it's already in nature, then what's happening here? Because we've already established that we are human beings and we are a part of nature. So we can't escape it. As much as we probably want to, we can't escape it. Look up the bonobo monkeys, y'all. Bonobos! <laughs> Remember the bonobos? I sure do. <laughs> I learned about the anthropology. They some gas monkeys. Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so all that to say is that this has been something that's been in existence for God knows however long. And God probably only the one that she'd only want to probably know how long. So let's be very clear about that. And so when these things become misconstrued because of some kind of faith base, whether it be religion and Christianity or spirituality, or if it's some kind of um, confusion or... Uh, air quotes, a biological thing because obviously two men can't recreate a life or two women can't recreate a life or two AFAP people or two AMAP people, they can't create life. It's kind of like, all right, but there's still 7 billion of us here. So y'all, so the other people who, who have these connections where they can make children and make life, it's happening. So I don't think we need to put the brakes on shit. I think we're pretty good. So... But if you could take it and you can turn it into something that's negative or you can demonize it because you don't understand it, you don't have proper research because you aren't able to get that information or whatever the case may be, you can turn it into whatever you want. You can weaponize it. So now queer people have been weaponized in a way where it's like, oh, well, you're doing something that's bad. That's against religion or you're doing something bad that's against nature or whatever the case may be. So obviously there were rules that were set in place for people in America, we'll speak specifically to America, uh -huh. where they couldn't do certain things. And we talked about queer coding a few weeks ago. So they had to slip it in underhandedly into, into their medias and stuff like that. And so they had different archetypes and different characters and all this kind of stuff. And that's stuff that we kind of went into, but y'all can look more into that with those links and those descriptions underneath the queer coding episode in the description. So go look at that. Anyway, but I, I want to keep going into this because there are rules that were established, air quotes. There were societal norms that were established as this is what's supposed to happen. And so when queer people started to express themselves by wearing whatever apparel they wanted to present their gender identity, whenever they wanted to be intimate with their partners at whatever capacity, there were people who were like, that's bad, that's bad, that's bad. We still have that, but this was much more magnified because there wasn't anything such, right, there wasn't something such as pride at the time until... The night of June 28th, 1969, which, let's be very clear, was less than, was just un, over 50 years ago. Yeah. Like, my mother is older than that, just to put yeah. things into context. And she, and y'all heard her on the Mother's Day episode, so let's be very clear. Like, this is not a long time ago. But queer people have been in existence for some time, and we've been policed. And I use the word police very specifically because... <laughs> These rules were being forced by not only lawmakers, but also by police. And they could harass you if you weren't presenting a certain kind of way. In the 
in the um, in the forties and the fifties and the sixties, um, queer people were you know arrested a lot because they were violating what was known as the what's it called the the three piece law. Ah, yes. Had, Can you talk about the three piece laws, man? You, had, you were required to wear at least three uh, gender appropriate articles of clothing to avoid arrest mm. for what they called cross-dressing. Uh, yes. um, and it was, it's everywhere. It was everywhere um, uh, leading up to uh, 19th leading up to what, we, what we're going to introduce y'all to, if y'all don't know about this. <laughs> right. Leading up to the Stonewall riot. <laughs> yeah, this is, very, this is very basic kind of queer 101, but of course things get diluted over time. Anyway, so there was um, there was that rule, the three-piece rule. You got to wear clothes assigned to your gender at all times and blah, 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 and all that kind of carrying on. So there were these, these rules and the police were enforcing them. So, of course... Eventually, queer people became intelligent, similar to how black people became intelligent and cerebrally enough aware to say, we need to make our own shit. Uh We need to make our own pockets. So, like, if you remember uh, in, what is it, uh, Tulsa, we made our own Black Wall Street. Yep. And then what happened to that? Hmm, yeah, okay. We had our, our, our mass, the massacre occurred. Yes. Um, and it's crazy because that was, what was yesterday? The anniversary of that or is that today i think that was a couple of days ago yeah it was either yesterday or today mm. um yeah because to, today is the first but we talk about it we celebrate it well we're not celebrating we're we're recognizing it on juneteenth that's why we started to do that mm-hmm. because of how many laws in the generations lost but that's another subject that's another thing topic. it's okay <laughs> but it's important because what it shows is that like when you're marginalized you go and you create the safe haven you go create your own thing and so for queer people we ended up creating our own subculture and we created bars and places where we could be celebrated and there were performances and there was all kinds of stuff and it didn't happen just in 1969 like it was happening well before that where they would collect where they were um corroborate and come together and try to create these spaces create this energy and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. but of course on this one faithful night the police are able to enter this establishment and cause drama and conflama because that's what police were assigned to do enforce the laws in these spaces where it's like oh is everyone in here wearing the right amount of the right clothing and this stuff and this and this, and this. don't y'all got something better to do ain't nobody ha- that's the thing that kills me like and it's like it has nothing to do with you you ain't hurt no and nobody getting don't hurt you got a robber to go find don't you got a burglar 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 to go find baby like, do you what have you here? right? What are you, what are you doing here? But we know why you're doing here. You want to just be able to flex your power, and this is the same thing we've been talking about: police brutality. This is why blackness and queerness are on the same trajectory in a kind of way where they're being policed. Mm-hmm. So I need people to understand that being black and being LGBTQIA plus are not mutually exclusive. Me and Mab are sitting here every every week telling y'all that you can be both at the same time. Yeah. So, with that being said, this was um, a bar called the Stonewall Inn in New York City. And so, what was happening was they came into this bar and they decided to cause havoc because they had that authority to do so. And who's going to send it to the police? Oh, I know who. Black 
queer and Latinx trans women and um, um, lesbian women decided to say, y'all know what? This is dead. This is dead. We ain't bothering y'all not a lick. And y'all want to come in here and have a fucking field day and try to take and try to harass us and bother us when we wasn't harming nobody. So let's let's speak their names. Of course, we have the um, ever so popular Marsha P. Johnson. Mm-hmm. Marsha P. Um, we don't we we like to say that she's a black trans woman, of course, but she probably she wouldn't have used that language back then. She probably would have used some kind of other variant language, but that's what we say: black trans woman for Marsha P. Johnson. So she's um, sickening and beautiful, and she was in a part of a whole lot of other things. Um, she was part of an organization where she helped to get, um, transgender youth, um, places to stay and all that kind of stuff. So she was a very valiant person despite, (laughs) you know, despite this effort, but it makes sense for her to be someone who would immediately rebel in this situation. And let's also, um, use this i'm so happy that we're talking about it right now because we're negating the erasure that took place of black queer trans women Mm -hmm. um in the movie that they came out with called stonewall rights that came out what maybe 10 years ago Mm -hmm. eight years ago some shit like that but they completely erased all of us (laughs) we wouldn't even now we don't we don't don't, don't, like they I'm like, y'all can at least talk about the mafia and the police. And the, y'all just erased all of all. I was like, wait a fucking minute. That pissed me off so much. Well, because that's exactly what they can do. We have the power and the authority to retell the entire story. That's why it's called his story. It's not called the it's not called the accurate reaccounts of what happened previously. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's called I'm gonna make up the story the best way that I know how. And there are gonna be people who adamantly, sincerely believe that that's what took place just because they saw this piece of media at one point in time. It's imperative that we know exactly what took place. And so obviously, um, not only was it just Marsha P. Johnson who was in there, and the P of course stands for pay them no mind, Miss mm. Girl. And that's pay them no mind. Marsha, pay them no mind. Johnson. We also had uh, Sylvia Rivera, a uh, um, Latinx um, transgender woman. Or we won't, we will say that because we don't know, of course, how she identified at the time, of course. And she probably didn't have that language. So they were um, very important there. Um, there is, a, of course, there's a Marsha P. Institute that you can donate money to if you want to help people for pride. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tap the tap the device. I don't know if y'all can hear the tapping, <laughs> but y'all want to help for pride buying rainbow T-shirts and and buttons and shit ain't gonna oh, be the it. Wrong place. Hello, it's donate Marsha P. Johnson Institute. I'll put that link in the description and the um Sylvia Rivera uh I think it's the Sylvia Rivera Law Project or Project. I'll put that link in that too. Y'all, y'all go down in the description and y'all donate to them organizations and those um, those people. They'll be able to do the proper things since y'all have this, uh, this crunchy-ass version of Pride now. <laughs> so anyway, and then we also, I don't remember how to say her name, Stormy? Stormy, how you uh, say Storm, it? It's Stormy. Stormy, Stormy uh, Delivery. Yes. I'm not saying it with the accent. I can't say it. Stormy Delivery. Delivery. 
I'm not French. <laughs> yeah, she, 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 you know, they from, they from Nola. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> Nolans. She down from by that bayou. That's why she got that French last name, y'all. But yeah, black, a black lesbian woman who is stunningly gorgeous. That's the first thing. But amazing. So, you know, those were the people who said, y'all know what? We not gonna do this. Not no mo, not no one thing. Um, I'm sure, of course, the white girl, the, not the white girls, the white, the white gwe, 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 the white gay, the white gay, the white gay men. I'm sure they decided to, you know, get involved if they wanted to, but I'm sure they admitted, I'm sure, but, I, but we have to give credit where credit is due. Who said, nah, we ain't taking this no more. And they start doing something about it. Let's be very clear about that. Okay. That's the reason why we that's the reason why we even have a pride now. So the reason we have pride is so of course all that hullabaloo took place on June of 69. However, the following year was the very first gathering. It was a riot. So anyone any white queer person particularly who was upset about last year's riot for Black Lives Matter can't be mad about pride. Because Pride was, in fact, started because of a riot against, I don't know, police brutality? Same, exactly. Same parallels there, maybe? Yeah, so, something's correlating. There's some connections <laughs> here. There's some unearthing happening here, girl. So that's what took place. And so the year later, of course, which is why 2020 was so... Um, it was so monumental in the sense that was like the first year that uh, 50 years later after the first pride parade took place. But of course we got to celebrate 50 years of pride in 2019. So that's great. Or at least the riot. Anyhow, let's continue to go forward with this idea. So in 20, uh, in, uh, in 1970, they gathered together to celebrate the fact and they're going to protest and march to say, we are not going to take this no more. We are here. We are queer. And get used to it. And but you know, we always get been proud. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always been here. And so, but the gag is who got to create this um movement and who got to use like their privilege to make this happen? White gay men, right? Y'all already know the answer. They said, "Oh, this is a great catalyst. Let's make something happen for it." That's fantastic. But if you're gonna start to make something happen, use your privilege to 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 get access to the things that you did. But you need to make sure that you say, Marsha P. and all the other people that were involved in starting this whole thing in the riot in and of itself, they need to be put on the front lines and assisted in this process. That's what needed to have happened. But did it happen? No. Of course. <laughs> like my mama say, that's too much like fucking right. Well, she don't say fucking. But <laughs> if she wanted to, she would. But it's like, it's too much like right. And that's kind of where the gripe is. That's where the frustration is. It immediately was erasing who actually did the work at the time to make those things happen. And I, I, guarantee, I guarantee that without the Stonewall rights happening, without like these dominoes happening, mm-hmm. Harvey Milk wouldn't have been elected in the 70s. Run it. Um, he wouldn't have been first openly gay 
um, man elected to political office in, in California mm-hmm. if it wasn't for that. And I, I believe that wholeheartedly um, because it takes dominoes right. for stuff to, to, it takes awareness and people to understand and ain't no awareness like a whole riot against for a, a queer folk yes. <laughs> fuck the police against the police let's be very clear the first the, the Stonewall riot was against police brutality <laughs> which of course is just one of the puppets of white supremacy and um, this lovely government we've got going on anyway <laughs> So they decided to nix and not invite um, the, particularly the black people, at least the people, the black people who, <laughs> who weren't causing the the drama. Air quotes. The ni- you know the nice um, respectable, air quotes black people. They invited them, of course, at over time. But they didn't. They weren't trying to care for the the gender nonconforming trans people. They had the white drag queens because you know they're fun and entertaining and stuff. But they're not putting the people who need the most help. Exactly. They're not focusing on them, and that's where pride comes from. And over the years, it went from just being in New York to being into other major metropolitan areas. And every year, there's more pride events ever and ever and ever. So it gradually gets bigger, it gets larger, it be, it's now become, a, you know it's getting good when, it's, when capitalism is trying to take a cute piece of it. Because they weren't trying to have it at first, they was trying to stop it, of course. Mm-hmm. But now It's going to be funny when we, it, it always cracks me up around this time where I, you know, when you're on YouTube or you're on social media or you're watching Hulu, Netflix, Hulu, what have you, mm-hmm. and you get ads, and then all of a sudden... It's all these gay ads and rainbows and shit. You like, wait a minute, wait. Why would it's 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 very like it's like Black History Month. We're gonna give y'all a cute little 28, 30 days. We give y'all a few days out the year. The rest of it is gonna be us. So and but then you then you dare to ask them, well, why can't we have oh no, you they won't say no. They'll just be like, Oh, don't y'all have a whole month? Yes, let me get 28 days for Black History Month. Let me get, which is, all, and then let me also get 30 days for Women's History Month. Let me also get 30 days for, for Pride. Let's reduce y'all down to a certain number of days and let's capitalize off of it and let's get what we need out of it. After that, the other nine months, you girls can just sit there and just eat it. When in actuality, it needs to be normalized and you need to just include all of these people in your marketing campaigns all year round. But we're not ready to have that conversation. They they never ready to have it. <laughs> they want to keep it at bay as much as they possibly can. They're just now starting to genuinely capitalize off of it, though. That's the thing. So, but But anyway, that's where pride comes from. It's not about going to a parade and getting drunk. It's not about the... I mean, um, fuck as you can fucking do. It. I mean, that's a lot of fun. The way you just turned that thing up. There, so you can have the opportunity to do those things and have that fun. There are things that happen mm-hmm. and people sacrificed so much of their energy and their time and their safety. Right. Uh, they sacrifice so much for us to be able to have this, right. and that's why we do need to have a level of respect and appreciation exactly. during Pride Month. 
Exactly. Though, so you so see getting it from the back. Don't be like, like thank you, Marsha. Yes. Shut the fuck up. I'm gonna get. Can you imagine? It's just like Marsha P, Marsha P, Marsha P. <laughs> you get. I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna suck this dick in the name of Sylvia. <laughs> in the name of Sylvia. In the name of Sylvia, I'm gonna <laughs> suck the life out of this man's dick. In the name of Storm, I'm gonna eat this pussy tonight. <laughs> I'm gonna cause a storm on this pussy. <laughs> I'm stuck with the full clip. Please mash that P into with my Johnson. Just Yes, I I know exactly what you're saying. Y'all know we could be a slug. Oh, I'm hot now, shit. I'm hot, I gotta tell my girl. It was really good. But yes, please give y'all credit where the credit is due. Um, make sure you recognize that. And so yeah, let's go, let's let's go on. <laughs> Have you heard the gay version of that? No. Oh my god. It's um it's the witch back street boy is gay. Have, have you heard that? No. Oh my god, I need to hear that. I don't know who sung it. This was back in like middle high school time type teeth. It's a song called it's like to the same um to the same what's the name of the original song? Um I want it that way. I want it that way. And the like to it goes to that melody from that song and but it says like which back street boy is gay. Like that's the song. <laughs> you gotta look you gotta look it up. You gotta look okay. it up. Statistically. One of them gotta be. One of them. One of them. <sighs> okay, anyway, I'm sorry. We we keep here, y'all. I'm sorry. We carry it right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta just go on YouTube, type in which, you know, the song which, which Backstreet Boy is gay and just have a field day. It's cute. Okay. But, Tell me why. <laughs> but we was thinking, Tell me why. And I think something, I think the words go something like, Ain't nothing but a butt ache. And I was like, Oh my God. Like instead of heartache, it's butt ache. I'm like, A butt ache. A butt ache. Shoot, I don't want a butt ache. If you do it right, it won't hurt. You can't. Y'all didn't see Zay face. I wish I could have seen face. I'll be making the best side eye moments like in the <laughs> world. I'll be like. <laughs> anyway, we were singing why because we were trying, we we're going to talk about why pride is important 
why do we even need this? So we, so obviously we talked about the Pride, um, the Stonewall Riot and how it turned into this um, yearly march and gathering in different locations in different cities, going from New York to Chicago to LA, down to Texas and Houston. So obviously some states aren't going to have it because they ain't got no, they don't have big enough queer populations where they feel comfortable to be able to do that because hate crimes yeah. are still a thing and so that's exactly why we need pride because there is still great levels of discrimination that take place against queer people uh-huh. and so i need it to be unequivocally clear when i say this if you are cisgender and you are heterosexual you do not need pride mama <laughs> You do not need it. Emphasis on the word need. You do not need it. You can have one. You can want one. We did have a straight pride. Didn't they have a straight pride like two years ago? That's or something? bullshit. That's why we, and that's what, that's what Miss Rona came from. I ain't for the believe that it came from China. I'm for the believe it came from China. <laughs> <laughs> it's some dumb mother. It, it was like, let's have straight pride. When we, again, what we did our research, and of course everyone didn't take the census, but we in the United States, we're only about six percent of the population in the United States. Like, come on! Right? <laughs> can, can it's like it's very like can we have something like? So we create this out of nothing because we needed to be recognized the fact that we are firstly human beings. When you just get reduced down to your sexuality, if you get reduced down to your gender identity, when you get reduced down to these body parts, it's fucking irritating. So we are here to say we do not need the police to be doing anything when it comes to queer people. Work on protecting us. That's what you need to be doing. You need to be protecting us from the shit that we're trying to literally fight. But because you're in, because police is police are the agents of, of course, this government, which is rooted in white supremacy, it's going to be hard to break that. Mm-hmm. But cis-heterosexual people do not need pride. And the reason they don't need it is because no one is talking poorly or being mean to you or policing your clothes and your appearance and how you show up. They're not denying you access to things like marriage. They're not denying anything in regards to your existence when it comes to cis being a cisgender heterosexual person. Mm-hmm. However, comma, you probably thinking, well, I have situations that are hard as a woman. Yes, that's misogyny, boo. <laughs> <laughs> that's misogyny and if you're we black the women's march and we we have um um so many different so many different avenues where we are able to support women because again as you get farther away from that whole male mm-hmm. like you know spectrum if on that all the way once you you're a woman mm-hmm. it's like the fuck <laughs> can I make the can I make the same amount that y'all making and, can, not, and not do uh, half and not do uh, more than half of the work? Like it, it, it's just so many different unjust um, unjust spaces mm-hmm. for people and for anybody who's not a cishet white man. Right. Um, I mean, like once we have to stop having tutorials about how to defend yourself from against predators and rapists, then we can. Amen. Then we can stop talking. And a woman. And a woman. <laughs> 
can we can stop talking about why why women need more uh, justice outside of just the reproductive health and such like that. Exactly. But that's that's misogyny, Mama. You you know that that's challenging and frustrating. I get it. But no one said, "Oh, you're a straight woman. You're terrible," and they never. You're going to hell. You're, you're going to hell. This is against God and nature. No one ever sat you and told. Probably have AIDS. You probably have AIDS, and all. You no one ever told you that as a as a cis as a cis hat white uh, cis, cis cis hat man. No one ever told you you're gonna die, and you're gonna contract a virus that you know nothing about and shit like that. However, comma, if you are um, um, a, a person of color, if you black, Latinx, if you Asian or whatever the case may be, a native person, yes, they can discriminate against you because of those things. But that's why we have months. That's <laughs> why we get our 30 days, y'all. We got to rotate. We got 30 days. <laughs> we got 30 days. Well, we said, we said, fuck that whole uh, Columbus thing. <laughs> fuck that bullshit. Okay. Indigenous People's Day, okay? Oh, okay. And learn about culture and, and who they are. Let's let's be uh, very clear. I believe what what we have uh, is it not February? Is it March? I March. think there's uh, Hispanic Heritage Month. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. That is uh, September fifteenth through October fifteenth. Work and y'all National Hispanic Heritage Month. Party. They didn't even want to give them, like, they, they was like, we're going to put this shit in the middle. That's late and rude. And then we have, of course, we have Asian Pacific American Heritage Month. So we, we, we need these things in America to teach us. We have Women's History Month. Mm-hmm. We need these things to teach people. I'm sorry, but you... But not sorry. Man, we don't need a, a, a white man's month. <laughs> You have, no, but that, but that, white you don't need a white, you, but you know, you can, but here's the catch is like, you can be proud of being Polish. You can be proud yes. of being, um, English or French or German, but this, Irish. Pussy, this English, this pussy talk, English, Spanish, and French. You can be proud of all of it. You can, you can be proud of Spanish and French. <laughs> but it's what he talking. Okay, anyway. But you can be proud of those things. Being proud of inherently being white is like, that means you're going to take all the things that come with being a white person. And you just no. proud of being white. The reason that black people get to be proud of being black is because we didn't have any access to those things. African people can be proud of whatever tribe and culture they mm-hmm. come from. But we black. We here in America. We had to make this shit up, girl. And now we made some shit up. And now y'all like... You can't be proud of that. You can be proud of Africa. I would know what country, but... I don't know. <laughs> and, and nobody got hundreds of dollars to be dropping on a 23 me just because. Unless you want to pay people more. Oh, you don't want to do that? Well, we stuck here. What's the, what's the next move? Exactly. So, you can't have... You, you, you have to meet us. You have to meet us. And if no, you want peace in America, mm-hmm. you have to meet us on neutral ground, mm-hmm. and we have to compromise and understand. Um, you have to be able to be faced with your injustices mm-hmm. and and what what y'all have done, what people have done, what they have done to um, uh, all, like Black Indigenous people of color. Mm-hmm. You know what they've done <laughs> to us. I, and and this this falls into the realm of being on pride, pride because when you have been wrongfully mistreated just because of a reason that has literally nothing to do with not the quality of who you are and the content of your character, 
If people just being mad and evil to you and just saying horrible things to you about your life and your existence and get to make judgments in a land where they get to say, we're going to make laws about you without any of your consent or your consideration and stuff like that. Hence why the Roe versus Wade is trying to be overturned right now, which is pissing me the Mm -hmm. fuck off. So if y'all need to go look up that information and figure out how you can um, support this cause of trying not to turn over Roe versus Wade, please y'all go look that up. That's for not only reproductive health and stuff like that, but just please go look that up. And I I just want to make that unequivocally clear. When people can make decisions about whether you can get married or not, outside of you being a U.S. citizen, you've been living here your whole life and you're in love with your partner and they just happen to be the same gender as you. And now we're going to say, no, you, you don't deserve the same amount of love based upon the principles that are in, you know, the Bible or whatever. But I'm like, I thought there was a separation of church and state, Mary. Yeah. What happened to that? Oh, but now it's the, all these rules get to be bent and flexed around for convenience and stuff like yes, that. Yes, to make sure that you come out on top, Republicans, Democrats, whoever you are, mm. <laughs> to make sure you come out on top. Um, I think I think without pride, why pride is tell me why tell me why, why pride <laughs> is so necessary. That exposure and that reminder every year mm-hmm. um, help to combat, um, I think, the, the, the AIDS outbreak. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. it, it gave people, more, it gave us more uh, awareness about that because people were, gay people were on uh, the radar. Right. Um, don't ask, don't tell. Ooh, don't ask, without, don't tell. Without pride, uh, that wouldn't have been discussed. Right. Um gay marriage of course Mm -hmm. from here and beyond um what else got transgender rights of course which is what's current which is currently being under fire right now Mm -hmm. so i i just want to let people be aware that of the pride parade is cute and it's fun but it has a point all these things to uplift and support The reason we don't have White History Month, the reason we don't have Men's History Month is because it's called His Story and very specifically White His Story. So we know, or at least we like to think, what took place with all the white men and all that kind of stuff over the last how many ever centuries and such. We like, okay, we know what took place. Let's talk about somebody else. And then when we say let's talk about somebody else, they get shook. Mm-hmm. And it's like y'all got to learn how to share the spotlight. I thought we was all equal, and without and without saying so, they don't want to give up that that power and that prestige and that privilege that normalize toxic behavior that they inherently have. And doesn't so, doesn't it say that in the Constitution? D- doesn't it? It doesn't say that. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and so that's why we need pride. We need people to be able to get. Um, hired at positions when they are air quotes visibly queer we need people to and so when people get hired and they're visibly queer they can probably pay for things like oh i don't know uh housing which is uh, directly affects queer people at a very astronomical rate when they get kicked out of their homes or they don't have access to being able to get money because them not being able to pass for a woman as a transgender person is distracting to other people not creating a good work environment 
That, what? No, we need pride because we need to keep fighting against those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And we need we need pride to keep talking about the HIV um, epidemic that continues to affect particularly Black and Latinx queer people, um, particularly men and transgender women. Like, that's what's taking place. We need to keep having medical intervention so we can finally cure this at some point in time. That would be sickening and beautiful and fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why we need pride. If, if if there's nothing that's directly in compa- combating you outside of like, I don't have enough money, that's capitalism's fault and that's elitism's fault. <laughs> mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with you being white and be, or being cisgender or being heterosexual. If, you know, if I like to think of, if they like to flip it on us, you know, like the reverse racism, it's just like, well, you're being uh, heterophobic. It's like, in order to be heterophobic, in order to be cisphobic, there has to be some kind of structure of power against those people. We don't have enough power. We just said we 6%. What kind of power do we have in this place? There's no structure of power. There's no, there's, there's no uh, institution devoted to uh, tearing down uh, cis and het people. There are several institutions several. devoted to tearing down trans and um queer people as a whole so make it make sense make it the math is not mathing (laughs) (laughs) the algebra and the trig is not going together mama (laughs) so it's it's just one of those things that i'm just it's like that's why we need pride it's not because of the short shorts and the muscly bodies and the drinks and all that kind of stuff and people being half naked it's about being able to get access to and continue to fight against one police brutality because the first thing getting cures to the hiv virus and things like that getting access to stable homes getting legislation that protects us at every turn because if you protect us then it's going to permeate out and protect other people well exactly what happens is they don't want to protect us they don't want to assist us they don't want to help us they want us to conform to the ideology of what it has been and what it has always been because it's convenient and it works for them. The idea that something goes against that is very scary for them. And they don't want to embark on that potential of change. However, the only thing that's constant is change. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're always going through different phases in this life. Mm-hmm. And our, our country is changing. Right, even, even if you look at the workforce, did you not see how quick people started doing remote working and stuff during the pandemic we are capable of a lot of change <laughs> we are so capable of change mm-hmm. so to fight against it is just leaving yourself behind and making you obsolete mm-hmm. because there are so many things are I, in my opinion i believe our educational system is obsolete I believe our government, our, our two-party system is obsolete. Uh, there's so much stuff that needs to be changed because we are not who we were uh, 200 uh, years. You know, we're, we're, right. we've grown and we've become so many different people here in America. And we, if we utilize all of our differences, we can become something amazing. That's what I believe. It, it would be beautiful if we could make that happen. We, I want that change to grow. And, you know, obviously 
change takes time and I do understand that. And we may not be able to see the fruits of our labor, but maybe our great grandchildren will get to see the fruits of the labor. They get to exist and be comfortable and be happy with just, you should be able to sit next to a person and they may present a certain kind of way and you shouldn't be sitting there looking at them. You shouldn't be bat, bat no eyes. You should be like, oh my goodness, I'm uncomfortable. Just like, well, damn, like who put you in charge of everything? What's who's what's this standard that we everyone's being held to that everyone's definitely not going to be able to excel at because they don't meet the criteria inherently because everything is immediately against them. And like and and just so like flip flop it, you know, I be sitting and walk. You know, it's a lot of white folks out. It's, it's not a lot of uh, people that look like me where I live. Mm-hmm. So when I walk down the street. I'd be scared sometimes. I'd be like, ooh, that white man look like a serial killer because most white men are serial killers. <laughs> but I don't sit there and gawk and stare. I may have those thoughts and whatnot, but I also have control over who I am in my mind because then I go into my head of, oh, would you like this person to look at you and stereotype you and judge you? And we're only human. Everyone has a thought that they psychology says that when we, we, we create a whole uh, background of a person Mm. in under like five seconds of beating someone new or looking at somebody. Mm. That's just how our brains work. We are connective creatures. Mm -hmm. Um, But people need to understand how we act. That's where our evolution, that's where we show how evolved we are, mm-hmm. is in our actions and what we do and what we say and how we, how we learn from uh, past issues and, and past un- injustices and whatnot. And I, I, so like uh, we, we can't just, like, like in my example, we, I, I can't just sit there and every white person I come and encounter, I encounter be like, oh shit, I'm going to cross the street. Oh shit! Um, I can't if I if I look at this white woman, she gonna look at me and then she gonna be like, ah, call the police! He's a black man. Shut up. Like I can't because if I lived my life in fear like that, mm-hmm. how many mistakes would I make uh, when interacting with certain people? Right. And I believe that's what's happening with the police. Mm-hmm. The police have already. They are so afraid of certain populations and demographics Mm -hmm. of black folks in Chicago and different parts of Chicago uh, uh, or or just across the country. Mm -hmm. Um, And because of that, they don't know how to act. Yeah. And so that's how we end up with getting police brutality as a thing. Mm -hmm. And so I agree. I, I think there's so much to be said about how we formulate these ideas from not even really knowing a person. And so what is this all based in? Just something that someone told you and all that kind of stuff. This is why we have to start kind of early. We have to start early and letting kids be able to see and interact and develop and grow. I can guarantee you that having a child read a book about a queer child is not going to make your child queer. It may make them ask themselves the question, but if they're not queer, they're not going to be queer, baby. That's exactly. not how it works. I'm sorry. Not everyone is that special. Ooh. 
Not everybody has that skill level, darling. Not everyone can be. Not you pushing these. Not you pushing these curls, though. Bounce it up, your girls. Shut up, man. You are all one today. You are all one. <laughs> anyway, but yes, pride is important, and it's for those reasons. Because if you've been marginalized, you need some way to let your outlet occur, and it shows that we are normal human beings who like to celebrate life and be free and and exist and stuff like that. Similar to how, I don't know, everybody else wants to be free and exist and just be happy. Especially if it's not causing you no fucking harm. I'm pretty sure a man that's in Steamworks right now if it's open, getting his shit beating and praying to Marsha P., has nothing to do with you. So just let it be. Please let this be promo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I low-key don't want to give it away in the promo, but I might. I might give it away. I might. I might. That whole statue was just like, I'm sorry. I can't get to you. <laughs> no, I, but it's, it's, that's just what it is. It's yeah. like... It has nothing. It's not hurting you. And I think also the beginning stages of it that they're starting to realize is like that capitalism is starting to come in here because capitalism is starting to realize like, oh, this isn't bad. It's profitable, Uh which suggests immediately unless they have like, you know, some kind of specific kind of base where they can't participate in queer, you know, tactics and stuff like that. But they're starting to see it as something that's real life and viable because they're starting to capitalize off it. Just like how when Black Lives Matter took off last year, I don't know how many commercials got scrapped, revamped, and all this kind of stuff. I never seen so many black people and mixed couples and all kind of shit on TV. It's a lot of me on this TV. Yes, there were (laughs) commercials like there were commercials during the holiday season. I'm just like, was there any white people in this commercial? You have to rewind a little bit, be like, wait a minute. <laughs> and so, not not to say that's not, I mean, to, not to say that that's a bad thing, but it should have been like that from the gate. Yeah. We should have. You should be, you should be focusing, of course, we know most of America is predominantly white. Mm-hmm. We know that. That's what our census and that's what, that's what it says. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what the thing. I choose to believe it because I don't have any other resource research to dictate anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are so many different populations mm-hmm. that are Americans. There are so many different cultures to be an American. There, it, it means to be multicultural. Right. It means to be uh, intersectional intersectional it means to be oh my gosh it means to be blended it means to be so many things that's why you you have to you have to find the balance mm-hmm. um i think with advertising and that's with anything you know right. when we're talking about um our, our government and we're, we're just talking about uh finances and money and stuff like that capitalism we have to find the balance with capitalism mm-hmm. as well you know, and all these other uh, different belief systems that, that are out there when mm-hmm. it comes to that. Um, so as, if we can do that, if we can find a way to 
you know, but it, you know, human nature just kicks in. I feel like so many people are just so greedy. Well, and I, they just... I, 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 I agree. And I think something very important before we wrap this little segment up to recognize is that America is very intersectional and diverse. This country has probably the most diverse set of people in existence. I feel like if you went to China, you probably just see Chinese people. I feel like if you went to, you know, India, you would probably just see Indian people. If you went to Africa. You stragglers and you'd be like, oh shit. Right. <laughs> you go to South America, you're going to see Latinx people of all kinds there. So it's mm-hmm. like... We are the most hodgepodge set of people mixed together at any capacity doing anything at one time. And it's kind of like, we're going to have to have intersectional thinking in this realm, y'all. If we're going to really collaborate and corroborate about stuff and get peace and harmony, we're going to have to do a whole lot more learning about other people and how this all affects us. And that's why pride is important because y'all have to step outside yourselves and recognize it's not about... The, the, the drinks, again, it's not about the parade. It's about what the messaging is behind it. Why are we fighting for something? And then just on this last note about America and Americans, too. Um, I don't think our greatest superpower is, you know, our government system or our weapons or our money and our media and our our entertainment our greatest superpower it is our diversity mm-hmm. um and because of that that needs to be reflective mm-hmm. reflect, reflected in everything that we do mm-hmm. and if we are able have if we are able to accomplish that could you imagine what that could mean for the world <sighs> if we are able to be in harmony with each other Imagine what that could do for the world seeing us. They would be like, you know, I mean, people would be like, okay, I'm going to go to America because. <laughs> well, well, then, then that, and that's the thing. They, they promise that when you get here. Mm-hmm. And then when you get here, it's giving, you don't look like what we want you to look like. And and, and it's just like, damn, I thought I was just coming here because this is where I'm supposed to. Anyway, we, that'll take us to a whole nother thing, but. I agree. But this is the Pride episode. I just wanted to say that because that's something that just, that's just on my heart. It just feels like oh, our superpower is our, our greatest superpower is our differences. Mm-hmm. It's our diversity. And if we lean into it, we could genuinely be unstoppable. Yeah. Whew. But let's wrap this up with something fun on this next segment. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so thank y'all for hanging in there with all the... We had some fun moments in there with the with the jokes about Marsha P and other shit like that. But we wanted to just talk about, you know, some of the fun stuff about Pride that is actually kind of fun. Mm-hmm. So, like, going to the parade. So, I've, I've only ever been to the Chicago parade, and I have been going since I was eighteen. Yeah, I have been going since I was 18 with, in my very first boyfriend. And I think I, my last parade we had went to was the one where I wore the all white when it was like, well, I wore all white almost every time. But um, I think it was 2018. That was a great fucking, no, that was 2018. It was 2019. The last time we went was 2019. 
No, we didn't go 2019 because it rained. Anyway, yeah. we had went to. Oh, I remember it rained too. Yeah. And we had, we had, and we was like, oh no, we're not gonna go. Like we not, no, no. I had just got my hair done. Obviously, I was wearing all white. We went to Chinatown instead. It was more fun. We did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the last time I had went to the parade was in 2018. So I had been going for a decade straight, and now I'm just like. <laughs> Now it's for the youngins. Yeah, that's a that's a young person's game. That's a young person's game. So let me say this: if you go to a popular pride parade, wear comfortable shoes. Maybe wear something you don't care about because people are going to be celebrating and at whatever capacity they feel like celebrating. That means drinking. That means potentially doing having drugs at whatever capacity they feel like. Um, there is no reception. <laughs> Yep. Because so many damn people. So many damn people. The sales towers are going to be gone, Miss Thing. They're going to be gone. So go with people that you trust, you love, you believe in. People who ain't going to leave you out there to dry. Um, If you like to drink and you don't like to, you know, pee in alleys and stuff like that, because all the bars are going to be full. And when I mean full. And they may have tickets. They may have uh, pre-sales. Pre- pre-sold tickets mm-hmm. to be in there after uh, Pride because that's how it usually happens. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, the parade's open and it's like uh, uh, a football game. It's like, break! Yeah, and everybody's just like, hut, 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 and everybody's just gone. <laughs> I'm gonna let Matt talk about sports because I don't know nothing about that. But <laughs> or it's like, wait, or it's, I got another way. Or it's like, like if you if if you was at a house and there was a whole bunch of roaches and you turn on the light and then all the roaches <laughs> Like he is really trying to like like. <laughs> I wish y'all could have seen my face. I really wish y'all could have seen my face. We gotta we gotta do we gotta do a, 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 a live show again. Oh, a live show. A YouTube like I think that'd be funny. YouTube like posting some of the videos on YouTube that'd be funny. But yes, it's it's hella people, hella, um, way too many fucking many. Um, again, get ready to hear clacking fans like this. Yeah. That was a, yeah, you're going to hear this. I can't do it fast. I don't know how they do it. I can't do it that fast, but you're going to be hearing clacking fans. You're going to be hearing all the words. You're going to only hear, you know, the hottest gay tracks in the world. You're going to hear Britney, Gaga, Ariana. You finna hear all them girls. You better get ready to hear Beyonce, Miss Rihanna. You finna get hear it all. All the ones that make the girl and what well, I don't know what her name is, Olivia Rodriguez. I don't know a single one of her songs. I'm sure she's gonna be blasting at every gay bar. Oh, driver's license girl. Yeah, driver's license girl. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know her song go at all. But you are gonna be hearing all that. So get yourself ready. Um, drink lots of water. Please eat before you go. Yes. If the, if you somewhere where it's gonna be hot, please do not dehydrate yourself because people will fully pass out. And if it's hell, bring a damn. If you could bring a parasol or an umbrella, or something. something. I recommend bring or an umbrella hat. I know they're probably ain't that fashionable, but they come in handy. They really do. Mm. Um, and also, if because self service and stuff is gonna be crappy, 
what we like to do is if we're meeting up, we have a location and a time where we all go meet up. Mm-hmm. And if you ain't there at that time, sorry for you. <laughs> but you, but you, but you do. You have to have a plan. Like you genuinely like have to have a plan in place about what you want to do. Like you can't just be out there just all willy nilly. Like it's just not gonna work that way. It's gonna be really, really, really irritating trying to connect and find people in a in a sea of people in a sea of different color rainbows, different color people. It's just gonna be too, 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 too much. And so I think something that's very important is that you recognize that because you know if something were to happen to you. The, obviously, there will be less likely to be police there. But also, more importantly than that, it will be difficult to get an ambulance or get emergency services and all that kind of stuff. Um, please watch, if you have having drinks or whatever, please watch your drinks and stuff like that. Yes. That's important. And that's anywhere. Anywhere. That's anywhere. I know this is what we're talking about fun stuff, but I'm trying to give all the uh, the, the precursors and stuff like that. Oh, get If you really want to see the parade and you want to enjoy it, get there early. And when I mean early, I mean like an hour. Yeah. Maybe even two if you really want to push it. Because people be out there saving spots early in the day. And, you know, once the parade starts, the streets get cut off and all that kind of stuff. Traffic ain't getting there. The, 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 can't get the, together. Right. And it's just, it's just going to be a complete and utter mess. So please, if you participate in any of the Pride events, please protect yourself. Take care of yourself. Look out for people that you are with. Go with people that you genuinely trust. If you have an inkling that they're not going to be there for you, if you feel like you might pass on, they're going to leave you because you're too heavy or whatever, then go... <sighs> just be careful <laughs> careful and um, also and that is so some people don't do post mm-hmm. yeah. and some people they, they are you know some people will fight and stuff like that know that if it's hot and shit the only thing you can do is control yourself mm-hmm. can't control nobody else so if somebody bumping to you by mistake i know it's hot and everybody's frustrated but don't 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 meet it with aggression right just it's just let it what what water off a duck's back right what jinx monsoon say water off a duck's back and just and just just be ready make a plan stick to it and try to be and then you'll have fun like you'll have fun and i and, you know, this is us, just our experience of knowing and seeing and being gone, going so many years. Mm-hmm. This, this is just our experience and what we're telling people who haven't been or who would like to go and uh, or who went and had a bad time. These are our little tips and tidbits to survive the day and right. have a good time. Right. Um so I, I'll, I'll talk about my first Pride experience because it's fun. <laughs> so I wanted to go to Pride and I had never gone before. I didn't know what it would entail, but mama was given very like, you know, you got to do this. Watch out for this. Did all the things that, you know, all the things that she knew that she felt would be taking place in that space and stuff like that. And I obviously didn't know because... I had never gone to Pride before, so I was like, okay, well, she obviously may know, but then, of course, I was dating Chicken Bag at the time. 
So, of course, we know the story about Chicken Bag slash 30 Mile. They uh, yeah, have, have some I mental... I can't believe I gave him that nickname. I'm so sorry. You know, you, I'm very <laughs> proud. I'm very proud. And I think that he um, has mental health issues and stuff like that. In fact, I think, I believe I know that he does. But anyway, he was like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And so this is why I know to get there early. Because we went and got his good girlfriend and we took, we drove to, my, maybe like to my, like, I didn't know how to get there. I'm 18 and I have a car. So I'm just like, I think the best thing to do would be driving to my granny house on the west side. And my mean, meanwhile, I didn't know how far the west side was from the north side because that's where the pride parade takes place. And so I was like, oh, and I was in orchestra at the time. So I was like, oh, we could take the train. It goes all the way up there and da 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 So we hopped on the green line. And we was like looking real standoutish on the west side, coming up with rainbow attire, baby doll. Like we, was... yeah, we gonna talk about that one too because that was funny. Okay, but um, and then we went up there. We switched to the brown line when they when they when they intersected or whatever, and it was people. And when I mean people, I mean people. Like we just talked about how many fucking people it was. It was that many motherfucking people. And so I I have an umbrella. I've got a backpack. I got all this shit. And I didn't know. Meanwhile, he's not carrying a lick of nothing. I'm just like, because he already had been. I had never been. So I'm overly prepared. And so when once the parade started at noon, baby, them gates closed. And them people are every fucking where. And so, of course, I'm 18. I can't go into the bars to get out of the crowd of people. So we literally are shoving through people and if you do not like people if you do not like crowds this might not be the event for you mm-hmm. like so yeah it was a hell of a lot of people it was hot it was hot it was hot <laughs> baby and we were trying to find a place to actually watch the parade trying to actually physically watch it but we couldn't find a new place to actually see above to like see the parade because it was so many people. So we couldn't see over people who were up against the barricades and stuff like that. It was just so many fucking people. Anyway, so he eventually got the idea to stand on a garbage can. So we stood up on a garbage can. And we was waving and we was waving and we was waving. And then people was in the parade. They was waving back at us. It was so hot and it was smelly and trying to keep our balance on the garbage can like we literally could have fell off and broke our shit it was it was it was a great first pride because i was the one where i kind of got to go hang out with jenny and we took a really sickening photo at at like when i found her because she would meanwhile jenny's on the other side like on the other side of like sheridan over there like where it bends and it turns my good girlfriend is sitting in one of the lawn chairs chilling like this and I'm over, I'm, I'm over there like struggling. And my good girlfriend's over there because I didn't go with her because she was with, with one of our other friends. But I was with my man at the time, and I was like, "Girl, I should have been with you." They over there chilling. <laughs> I'm just like, "This way you make plans." But that was the first one. But do you want to talk about the one we would, we would just we just laughed about, or or you want me to talk about it? Right uh, so I was this the this, I don't think this was the no this was not the following year this was like oh god it was, it was my very first pride my very I was with was it you were the first time I was with me that was my first I, that I, 
Oh my God. I see, I didn't know that. I thought well, I might have known it at the time. And so, <laughs> I, I, okay. So, were we 21? Were we 21? I don't think we were 21. We weren't 21. We had to be. No, because we didn't oh, get into the bar. We didn't go into the bar. You know what? Okay, maybe, cool. may, wait. Maybe you were going to turn 21 that July. And I was going to turn 21 in November. But, um, you know, I was dating somebody at the time who was not as as old as we were. So it was like, okay, we got to wait hella long for this person to turn 21. Anyway, we also had my old roommate, Sean, and we had um, we had Anthony, and we had a nice little cute, awkward group of people and shit like that. Good times. Good times. <laughs> like, what kill me? Because we, we did the West Side route. Like, we before we went to the same grandma. Mm-hmm. We went to the West Side over there because I'm the only one who apparently know how to make this work. <laughs> and of course, you know, we were wearing, the stuff we were wearing was very festive. We were going to Pride, okay? Mm-hmm. So, it was these, it was like, in my memory, I'm sorry, but there may have been like three or four kids, maybe like three little boys and a girl, or two little girls mm-hmm. or some shit, and no older than like, they had to be like no older than 10, no younger than like six. Right. And they, they see us. And they come, they approach us, and they like, "Hey, girl, just this little kid just walking as we're as we're sashaying." Basically, they are sashaying on the side of us. I was like, "Oh, y'all want to pray? Hey, girl, hey!" It was the funny shit. And all I could say, all I could think to say was, "I was like." What are their parents saying? In my head, that's what I'm. That's my first. I was like, this little kids. What are their parents saying? What are so? I'm like, I looked at them and I'm like, y'all little babies need to go home. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was so fucking funny. It took me out. It was. So funny. We was it was so they was like they were at first they was like across the street and they was like, hey girl, and we was just and so the gag about it is we on the west side, so these kids was probably trying to make fun of us, but we didn't know. So we was because so we just like we grow, so we just like hey <laughs> like we, and so Matt was turned to us and he was like, Where are they parents? And y'all little babies need to go home. <laughs> It was the funniest thing. You know me. My my, my papa mama bear came out real quick. I'm like, hey, hey, where your mom and your dad? Where the supervision at? Right. We on the west side. I was like, y'all babies need to go home. Y'all rolling deep with each other, but I don't see no adult. Right, y'all need to go home. We was on the west. It was daytime, so it was like nighttime, but it was still, they still should have been like had some adult supervision or something like that. Cause, oh. yeah, it was so oh. funny. I think I also, yeah. yeah, I also remember that pride too because it was the, what was the first one we took you to? But we did, remember we didn't go to sleep that night? No, we didn't go to sleep that night. We, we went to sleep for like 
three, four hours and because we was just so geeked the fuck up to go or something. Like we, we actually stayed, we stayed up all night and tried to make a music video. <laughs> Do you remember that? Uh, no, we, we tried to make a music video. We tried to make a music video. I we wanted to make a music video and we were doing super bass. You don't remember that? No. Oh my god, ma'am. You don't remember that? No, I need you to send me this. If you can find the clip. There is I don't know if there's I don't know if there's video footage, but we had a dance. Remember, it was like uh 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 something you know something really interested like we stayed up until like baby we had we was too geeked up we stayed up until like two o'clock in the morning we were supposed to be leaving at like seven (laughs) making choreography for literally no fucking point at all oh it was it was so fun it was so great it was great and then I think that was also the time where we went and we stood on the opposite side of like where all the people normally right? be at. Yeah. And it was sunny. Yes. And we wasn't thinking and nobody wore sunscreen. So we had the worst tan lines in existence. Yeah. So make sure y'all bring sunscreen. And the other important thing that I want to note is that I wear Barbie chains all the time. But when I was wearing it in the sun, it literally printed it on like my clavicle area right up here in my chest. Right above my bust line. And I was just like, I look like I had like a Barbie tattoo. They're like, you got a tattoo? I was like, no, it's a, it's a tan. <laughs> So that was it was so funny. It was so fucking funny. I you live and you learn. Baby. Oh my god, there's there's no better teacher than time. Mm. Oh god. Not an it was Ooh, I love them. It was good. I don't I can't there, you know, pride happens at so many levels and so many facets and stuff. I don't even know if I remember all of them and stuff. I, I think I have t- I have two two pride stories mm-hmm. that are my faves. Mm-hmm. Um, the first, of course, that the, the that moment that we had though that first pride that shit's hilarious. Oh, it was. Yeah, I wish I was there. How loud? How loud? Because I was so serious. Because <laughs> I was so concerned. So I wasn't trying to be funny. Y'all know I'm a little country when my when I talk and my voice is high. So y'all babies need to go home. Like, <laughs> and it was just so funny. But anyway, okay. The, my first favorite story um, was when I actually walked uh, the parade. When I walked with. Um, human, the human rights campaign. HRC. Um, I got to walk. Yeah, HRC. I got to have. Uh, uh, I made like a um, a poster and everything. Um, they saying like a. I think like love wins or something. Something cliche, of course. I didn't really uh, care about the sign. It just was very um, emotional to be able to march, and I didn't march alone. Um, I marched because that that first year I came back to Chicago. Mm. It was the first year that I came back, and my coworker she always marched with her son mm. um, at Pride because her son is queer, and so she was like, "You want to march with us?" And I was like, "Yeah!" So it just felt so good to be with my coworker, her son, and then 
we're just marching down and then like i i saw people from college she was like oh my god Morgan! and they were waving i saw you know i mm-hmm. um I, I just saw i saw so many people walking now and it felt so empowering to be like i'm here i did it i'm alive i, I struggled a lot <laughs> in the past few years but i have a great job um I'm, I'm happy. I'm here. I'm gay and I'm proud. I'm, I'm here. I'm queer. I'm loving it. Let's do this. <laughs> and we walked it that whole strip. Um, and it was so much fun. I'll just never forget that. Mm-hmm. I was so tired after I walked out. I didn't go out. I went home and I went to sleep. Champ. <laughs> You do you you be thinking that shit now, like you be like after the parade, be like I'm going bed, I'm going to bed, y'all. See y'all tomorrow. I got heat exhaustion. Okay. (laughs) And then my second favorite story uh, was, I think it was like maybe like the second pride I went to because I didn't the second time I went I didn't go with y'all. Um, I I forgot who I went with, but I ended up getting separated from them for some reason. And so I was watching the parade by myself, and there was this girl next to me. We were across from Roscoe's. I, mm-hmm. I was looking at Roscoe's. I was there on that corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she, 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 y'all don't do this. Don't do this if y'all by yourself. But I was young, and I was dumb. And I, I, I did it anyway. Um, but she, she was uh, up on, she had climbed up on, like, some type of, uh, street marker or whatever it was like a gate that, that used to be oh. there but it's not there anymore you remember yeah right with the flood because they had like the concrete flower right. flowers mm-hmm. and everything and then in the middle of that was like this gate right and, and it said it says like halstead or something like that so she climbed up there mm-hmm. and she was drinking this bottle of wine and she saw and she saw me and i looked up and she waved and i was like hey she was like come up, come up. so i climbed my left genuine because you do meet people at the parade that you would never ever probably ever see again because people literally come from all kinds of parts of the the state just to come there because in Chicago that's like the one that's the biggest one so you're gonna come from like Indiana you're gonna come from Wisconsin you're gonna come from all these you know, a, you know these neighboring like, states it'd be people it'd be, full, it'd be 
people from um, inter- internationally, too. Right. There are people who come all over the world to come to different pride festivals in Chicago and Atlanta. They know those are the major hubs. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think pride just is indicative of celebrating and having fun. It does get a little bit hairy out there with, you know, the use of, you know, alcohol and drugs and stuff. And there was one time we were standing out in front of a bar and there was literally a guy who was so wasted. and He was about to get his dick stuck right next to us. And I was just like, oh, look, there's a dick right there. Hmm. <laughs> so- so that's 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 not that's not a good thing to be doing, especially because there are children that are present. But that doesn't. Yes, but I want to be. But I do want to be clear that children are welcome to come to Pride. It's a good thing for them to see things. There is can be chances of seeing nudity in the parade and stuff like that. But it's not like people just got their body just fully exposed and stuff like that. They may or may not. But the human body is something to be ashamed of. It's something to behold. Now, if you're trying to actively have sex and stuff with children around, that's going to be a no. So I think it's um, supremely important that we recognize the fact that pride is welcome to all kinds of people. And and we're very accepting, but we want to make sure we center and pay attention to the people who need it the most, the LGBTQIA plus people. You know, that's what we're here to celebrate. And also be nice to our seniors as well, because I remember um, I remember one year that I did go to Pride. There are, especially here in Chicago, there's a there's a apartment building uh, by Senator Hossett that I believe is designated for seniors, queer mm-hmm. seniors, and they are at the also mm-hmm. so be in in a wheelchair or something like that. Be um, if you can't be at LBFs with other people, follow them behind us. See, and we're like, come up here, mm-hmm. help you, so you can see. Because think about them being between seventy-five years old. How mm-hmm. it feels to witness this freedom, right? That they that, that they, they help that they help push forward just by being that themselves. By being themselves and what to do, you know, so many years ago when they were like 20, mm-hmm. stuff like that, they were in their prime. Give them that respect. Mm-hmm. So, that's, my last, that's my last little tip. <laughs> uh, and then you know, I want that just to be clear. Just remember what pride is for. Just remember what it is for who it's entitled to be geared towards and who it's um, trying to um, impact. That's what we're after. So, um, a happy pride to all the LGBTQIA plus persons out there, um, lesbians, um, gay um, men, um, bisexual persons, um, transgender persons, including non-binary folk and gender queer people underneath that umbrella. Um, LGBTQ, queer people, or people who are questioning, um, I, intersex persons, A is um, asexuality, aromantic, and such. And the plus is for all the other uh, gender variant folk um, who have special, who have sp- particulars about their gender identity or um, sexual orientation and such and so forth. So please um, remember and be knowledgeable of that. Yes, we love you. And, uh, Happy 
Thank you all so much for tuning in to Black to the Future. Yes, thank you for joining us. And if you want to continue the conversation with us, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Black to the Future Podcast. And don't forget to use the hashtag Black to the Future Podcast as well. Share the content and please leave positive reviews. Yeah, all that. <laughs> and we will see y'all in the future. Don't you mean Black to the Future? Oh, I guess you're right. We'll see y'all Black Black to to the the future. future.